Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, do you know what I'm more interested in, Grant, as far as broadcasting? What is that? Uh, that's uh, the 2023 Auckland 1A First 15 season uh, will not be broadcast. Interested. This is a fascinating story for me. I'd love to get the re- reflections not only of you, Ben, and also our listeners on 0800 150811. Um, I think it's fair I actually read out this uh, report or the, the statement about this. Um, first 15 season, we'll see a return to core values of secondary schools rugby with a decision made by the principals to decline live broadcasts of matches. This decision has been made with a strong and necessary emphasis on the well-being of students at a time when secondary schools rugby players are being exposed to an alpha unhealthy level of scrutiny in both the traditional and social media. I'll pick out some uh, key lines on this long statement that stood out for me. Uh, they've agreed that matches will not be live streamed and no media interviews will be given before or during the season by coaches or players. Instead, schools will continue to encourage their student bodies and wider communities to uh, attend games in person. Uh, Pat Drum, headmaster of Mount Albert Grammar School, was quoted in this, as educators we have become increasingly wary of organisations and individuals seeking to treat secondary schools rugby as an extension of the professional game. Uh, they also add later down here, the principals uh, believe that prestige does not require further ex- exposure, augmentation or commercialisation, while there is a consensus that many of the young men involved in this competition will aspire to, be, to play professionally, those in charge of the professional game should have the necessary resources to evaluate uh, the young men into a live setting. Um, Miles Hoggarty, uh, principal of uh, De La Salle College, um, in many cases we are dealing with players as young as 14 or 15, and we do not believe they have the requisite mechanisms to cope with the at times unwanted and unregulated attention that has been allowed to develop in this space. Are you as fascinated on the stories I am, Grant? Uh, I've probably been closer to this than than most because um, my previous job, we used to stream, well, we still do, uh, stream cricket at school level and club level. So picture this. I was in Manchester in the UK. I was traveling. I was at the hotel. It was 11 p.m. And I log on and I can watch a live stream of my nine-year-old son playing cricket. They're naked pictures, though, aren't they? They um, not broadcast. There's not commentators. No, you can commentate if you want. Yeah, but it's it's real grassroots stuff, and it's free to air on YouTube. It's a YouTube stream, so there's no commercialization of it. Um, uh, people or teams would pay for the kit. They'd pay a subscription, and then free to air for anyone that logged on to YouTube. So um, I think that the fact that you pay a subscription to a company who then broadcasts schoolboy rugby, someone's entitled to a piece of the pie. Yeah, no, and, and I, I remember being on radio at the time when that um, came down, and 
I just reflected on myself as a as a school kid who was in a first fifteen for a couple of seasons, who was kind of an agitator, sort of politically annoying. <laughs> and the first thing that I thought of is, did the players get any of this? And is that fear <laughs> that they don't? That's probably what I would have agitated if I was one of these players. Someone's making money. Why am I not? Getting a clip of the ticket for game day. Well, were the schools, were the schools getting a, a piece of the pie? I mean, that that's part of it. And then the other side of it is social yeah, and, uh, and media my, my bullying. Point, and... Yeah, my point is not really the point that they're talking about. Yeah. But that's the first thing I thought of is... Oh, that's what I think of as well. I've got my professional uh, sports yeah. person's you know, hat on. And I'm New Zealand like, cricket going, we've made $50 million in broadcast revenue. We're not going to give you any of it, though, the players. <laughs> yeah. That would have gone down well, wouldn't it? But I'm sure that the the princi- tools down, tools down. So, the, but the the principals would have allowed this to happen. They would have allowed uh, the games to be broadcast. And then, on reflection, I think they're probably asking the questions that mm. we're asking, which is, okay, well, broadcast rights. There's sponsors involved. There's subscriptions. Uh, you know, where's our compensation for it, or where does this go? Can we put it towards a good cause? Mm. Um, and then the other side of it, which the players are clearly struggling with, and I can see why, because in professional sports it happens, anything that is televised um, and commercialized will have scrutiny. Is this an unhealthy level of scru- scrutiny? And I do understand the irony of us throwing this out as a talkback topic and us scrutinizing this and the <laughs> players by extension as a result and the, and the schools. I'd uh, love to get your thoughts uh, out there on 0800 Is this a, a prudent, a, a smart way or a, a, you know, as far as you're concerned, um, not that, um, you know, that they've maybe gone a, a step too far and it's a little bit too sensitive. Um, Grant, what do, what do you think about that? You've you played in the spotlight a lot more than I did. I remember playing one televised game and it was first year out of university, so I was a lot older than these guys and probably better equipped to deal with it. Yeah. Um, the two things I remember from that game was the terrible lights at Hartwreck. I could hardly see the ball when Paul Hitchcock was bowling. And um, all I could think about was what John Morrison and Ken Laban were saying in the commentary box <laughs> about how bad I was because I couldn't hit the ball. <laughs> I literally couldn't see it, let alone hit it. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking back to my worst rugby moment, which I think I have spoken about on the, um, on, on the show. Uh, I was playing in my first ever rugby game against Afis, Afrikaans, mm-hmm. war school. These guys were twice the size of us. Um, they were Afrikaans speaking. We were English speaking, so we've already lost because when they come out of the womb, they're given a leather rugby ball <laughs> and a Springbok jersey. And they're like, tackle. And you're given a golden spoon or something. <laughs> yeah, and we were given a football <laughs> and sent to a school that only played rugby at the age 14. They were rucking people age six uh, with no, no, no boots on. So my first game, I got the ball at fullback, and it was on my left boot, and I thought, oh, well, I'm in the first 15 now. I should be able to kick with both feet. And I've kicked it with my left foot. It's just sort of skewed off straight into the second center. I'll never forget his name, Eugene Marks, who just... He sounded... He sounds big. Yeah, he was big. He was built like a rhino, and he just ran over me. He ran over me. I tried to tackle him. He ran over me, and then you just heard, because both schools would watch the game. You, you had to. It was compulsory to watch first 15. Yeah. And you just heard, ooh. <laughs> and I imagine that if that was on Sky now with social media, that would probably be on repeat. It would be the Jonah Lomu, Michael Katz moment sort of thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would be a broken man because I wouldn't be able to cope with that at school level. 
That's so the, you can understand the sentiment of that. That's the bad side of it. The good side of it is, you know, you can do some amazing things on the field. But I think that it just comes under too much public scrutiny when I think school sports should be about family, um, maybe a little bit about alumni being there at the game, um, but it, not necessarily an outsider, a keyboard warrior that, you know, tunes in and you have a poor moment and they, they can open that up to uh, scrutiny for schoolboys who maybe can't cope with that, that sort of scrutiny.